What's going on, everybody? All right. We are back. We are back. It is, uh, it's been two weeks. Yep. We're trying to keep on the schedule again. Yeah, we're back on track, which is a good thing. And uh, we're we're pretty primed up tonight. We're doing some Black Label. And uh, <clears throat> I'm stoked. We just watched the movie Stone Cold. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Love that fucking movie, man. It's killer. I plan on watching it again tomorrow. Yeah. I would if I had it. But uh, Well, you do have Beyond the Law, which is a pretty damn good one. I'm probably going to watch that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Th- this got me in the mood. For sure. You had that movie for two years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that I have. Um, but yeah, uh, we're back. And uh, this is... This is going to be a good episode because we're talking about a really awesome movie, per use. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I, I'd say uh, maybe like a top 15. Uh, I wouldn't quite go top 10, but it's it's up there. It's, you know, out of the 100 slashers that I like. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's been going on with you, man? What's new? Fucking work, fucking band practice, work. Yeah. How's uh, the band practice? How's the band doing? It's going good. Uh, we have a show in about a little under a month. Yep. Got a few new ones, few new ones we're learning. Hopefully recording here soon. we my first release with them, so it'll be cool. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. I'm gonna. Uh, what day does that show land on? Saturday. I'll be there. It's the Saturday before St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah, it's the 16th. Yeah, I'll be there. So, yeah, I can't wait. It'll be my first time seeing your new band. It's gonna be a good show, man. Yep. Um, as far as uh, what I've been up to, I guess um, I started my new job. This was my first week. Yeah, man. I dig it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm a little sore, a little tired, but, you know, it comes with the territory, I guess. But you're inside now. I'm inside. So that's a plus. Yeah, dude. It's like one level temperature with no <laughs> precipitation, which is cool because uh, winters in Michigan, as you know, are fucking brutal. And... Uh, so, um, I'm just uh, working lots of hours and, you know, listening to all kinds of different music and petting my cats. <laughs> you said your cats are all fucked up now with your new schedule. They don't know what's going on. I wake up at 4 in the morning and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is way too early for us to be up right now. <laughs> they're like, dude, just fucking... Just lay back down. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I can calm it down. They're all confused and shit. Like, I try to feed them in the morning when I wake up, and they're not even hungry because they're, like, still asleep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it comes with a uh, new job, new uh, schedule, new times that I have to wake up, and new times that I get home. But uh, I'm, I'm stoked, and uh, it's a big change for me. So that's a positive thing. Um, you been up to anything else or? 
That is pretty much it. That is it? That is it. Okay. Hopefully get get my tax returns back and get my bike in the shop. Cool, yeah. You got to get on that thing, man. And do fucking do wheelies down the street before the snow melts. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait for you to get back on that bike, man. But that, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, that's the new and exciting thing that uh, happened with me was the new job. But um, what have you been jamming, dude? Because I got a whole list of shit here. I got a smaller list. Smaller than your list. Yeah, I got... I'm not going to name everything. Yeah, but I got I got a list. Okay. I've been jamming some stuff. Oh, let's do it. And actually, now I'm looking at this list. Oh, actually... Okay, everybody on this list are from two different places. <laughs> you're either from Japan or you're from Boston. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, been jamming uh, this band Radioactive from Japan. Uh, their 2017 demo, they're basically just like a hardcore raw punk, like D-beat band from Japan. Right on. Killer shit. Fucking check out this band. Radioactive. If you're in California, I might be wrong, but I think they're playing Manic Relapse Fest this year. I might be wrong. Um, other band, uh, band from Boston called Perdition. I think they're from Boston. This is the one I'm not 100% sure on. I can't remember. I was jamming their uh, self-titled EP from 08. Uh, they're another, another just like raw, just like a hardcore punk band. Okay. Um and then Ambush. Super noisy, chaotic, fucking punk band from Boston. Members of um, fucking, I'm blanking on everything right now, Aspects of War. Members of Aspects of War. Right on. Um, it's like two bass, two guitar, drums. Oh, fuck. Just chaotic fucking noise. Been jamming um their 2014 Flexi, just called Four Track Flexi, and then uh, they did a tour with Contrast Attitude on the West Coast last year, and they did a one-sided 12-inch uh, called um, Deafening Violence. Okay. The one from 2014, the Flexi, is, I think, more raw, more chaotic, just more, like, anxiety-driving. It's going to fucking give you anxiety. <laughs> Has that more of a feel to it? <laughs> the one for 2018 is still good. It's really fucking good. But I think if you if you really want that chaoticness, that fucking just like the, the flexi's the way to go. Uh, either way, anything this band puts out, is, and obviously they they take time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Four years in between. Yeah, it's all fucking worth checking out. I love this fucking band. Um, and then um, another band from Boston, Disagawa. Um, their tape. Uh, I Want to Die Suffering came out in 2016. This is another one, like kind of like more of lo-fi, uh, not super tight, not super heavy, uh, but just like raw, hardcore punk. Love the feel of this band. Um, and then Nightmare from uh, Japan. I was listening to their, uh, I think it was their first full length. Came out in uh, 1990, Give Notice of Nightmare. This fucking band... It's like Japanese hardcore punk, and there's like elements of like thrash riffs in there, and it's just nonstop. Like there's no like slow down parts to this. It's just nonstop front to back. 
definitely worth checking out. This band, uh, I think, started in 88, maybe 87, and I think they released something last year or two years ago, so they're still pretty fucking active. Um, and then, uh, finally, last band I've really been jamming was uh, Zo yeah, from you, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been jamming their, uh, they got their LP, The Last Axe Beat, that came out in 04. I'm jamming the fuck out of that. And then the 7-inch that came out in 03 called From Hell. These guys are basically like amoebics worship to the fucking bone. They're fucking sick, dude. You just played them for me like an hour ago. and Yeah. Yeah, they're really good, man. I really dug it. Yeah, these guys are fucking pissed. Um, if you're, uh, like I said, if you're an amoebics, you fucking like that fucking style. You like, if you like stenchcore. Yeah, absolutely. You'd fucking dig these guys. Yeah, if Definitely. you're into like uh, amoebics, uh, axe grinder. Uh, you know stuff like that. Yeah, you're definitely gonna like this band. Hundred percent. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, that's been the just for the most part that I've been jamming. Okay. A lot of raw punk, oh, maybe yeah. stuff. Cool. Uh, a little bit different on my end. Um, just yesterday, the new Primitive Man and Hell Split came out. I jammed that today. Hell is a band from America. Uh, it's a one man project. Uh, their side of the split, his side of the split, was pretty awesome. But the, the but <laughs> the primitive man side of this fucking split is ridiculously heavy. It's like, how much more dense can this band get? Um, I love it. It's uh, it's good. It's good. Uh, been jamming uh, dystopia. Uh, human equals garbage. Hell yeah, okay. But the one that was re-released with all their demos and their uh, B-sides on it, which is, you know, really cool because it, it's more than just the EP. It kind of got some bonus stuff on there. Uh, Disclose. Yeah, uh, that surprised me when you texted me like, hey, I'm listening to Disclose now. Yeah, dis- Disclose... Um, they're, they're pretty fucking awesome, man. I was jamming uh, Once the War Started. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking... The shit's killer, man. You know, I figured I'd give them a shake. Kind of branch out a little bit. Um, definitely getting into the new anguish. Newest anguish. Under from the influence? De- from, from Detroit. Under the influence. Uh, fucking ripping ass record. Yeah. It's so good. It took me a while to find it, but I did. Dude, that is a band where there's been at least three different like styles to that band. Right. Over the ten or so year period that they've been around. And I've liked every aspect of it. Yeah. Like every iteration, every little change that they made, I've I was like, okay. Because mm-hmm. they do it right. They don't fucking half ass whenever they whenever they would make a change like they're fucking when they first came out that shit was punk as fuck like right. it just had that rawness it had that fucking uh japanese stenchcore vibe to it mm-hmm. fucking a little bit of effigy in there and then when they kind of switched it up and it, it's just they nailed every fucking aspect to where they're at now yeah yeah i heard their old stuff it, it's really fucking it's it's good it's really good but this but this under the influence album is just kicks ass man mm-hmm. you know it's just something that you want to fucking pop a top to and just turn that shit up to 11 man it's it's good it's really good uh i've been jamming let's see here um poison idea 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, Feel the Darkness, 1990. Uh, not uh, one of my favorite bands, but they're fucking definitely worth checking out. Um, I just they they keep popping up on my fucking feed, so I'm like, okay, let's 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 jam this, and I like it. It's good. Um, you know, it's old school. Um, I've been jamming the the Sanctum and Stormcrow split. Uh, that's really fucking killer. Uh, let's see, Sea of Shit from Chicago, second EP, mm-hmm. fucking. Mm-hmm. God, I love that shit. Um, let's see here, Bolt Thrower, uh, War Master from the early nineties. Oh yeah. Um, uh, been jamming other bands here uh stormcrow enslaved in darkness uh eternal champion the armor of ire if you like power metal uh coffins the buried death album from 2008 yes uh fucking love that man uh the arm and sword of a bastard god coffin split i'm sure i brought that up on an old podcast but that split is fucking amazing and i wish that the arm and sword of a bastard god would have put out something more um but that split's really good and uh a little out of my element but winter yeah yeah oh yeah i i threw on winter the other day uh into darkness from 1990 and yes. it's really fucking grim mm-hmm. just really grim bleak fucking funeral kind of doomy shit you know it's yeah. like fucking killer dude uh corrupted peso inferior i've always been a big fan of corrupted uh, that's probably my favorite album from them. And then I got a few more here. Uh, Apartment 213. Nice. Uh, yeah. The fucking uh, Cleveland Power Violence EP. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, drummer from Nunslaughter who passed away was in that band. Yeah, that's what you were telling me a couple weeks ago. And that's uh, that that's cool because uh, I like both bands. Uh, Nunslaughter's fucking you know, great. Nunslaughter, Apartment 213. Check out Schnauzer. Um satanic threat okay he was in all those yeah okay cool uh crossed out drop dead mm-hmm. that was the one when you were saying you were getting into power violence i'll make you need to check these guys out because these are gonna I think fit your bill for what you're it's gonna be crushing and it's gonna be just fucking og power violence it is og as fuck and uh yeah that split is fucking killer dude I get all excited and I fucking want to come at you with crazy fists. <laughs> but uh, chainsaw to the face and backslider. Yes. Yes, man. Uh, fucking the artwork. Oh yeah, they fucking use the scene from Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, which is killer. That, that sucked me in right away. But uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a killer split too. Uh, and then a couple more uh, Neanderthal. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. History of Violence, twelve inch. Dude, those guys are fucking sick, man. Uh, I think that was a collection of all their works. Yeah, because they only had like a handful of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have a lot of material, but they crammed it all on a 12-inch, and Mm -hmm. it shit's killer. And you can tell that they changed a little bit throughout. Yeah. You know, just slightly a little bit. And then uh, the last one, Ground from New Jersey, the 2013 album Under, and they're like a grindcore a little bit of hardcore mixed in there. Uh, been jamming that. And uh, that's about it, man. Hell yeah. So, yeah. You got, you got, a, you got a fucking uh, 
cornucopia of things going on there. Yeah, I, I've really been trying to change it up a little bit because, you know, I prim, primarily listen to doom metal, um, but I've really been getting into power violence and uh, grind a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the stenchcore stuff too. You know, just trying to like put my hands in a couple of different fucking honey pots. Hell yeah. So, I mean, I like it fast. I like it slow. I like it any way it comes, man. It's just, it's all good. It's all good to me. So, uh, and I just want to note that most of these bands that I named off, Jared has showed me at least once or twice, but it's not until I go out on my own and seek the bands out on my own and listen Dude, to that's them. That's the thing. Like, you could be like, we're here fucking having some beers and I just put on some records for you. Like, oh, check this out, check this out. Like, you're not going to leave and remember those fucking bands. No, and that's the thing, man. Some of these bands that you've let me hear, dude, were like, you know, half a case in. And yeah. I'm like, oh, these guys are killer. And then the next morning, I'm, I'm, I just forget all about what the name of the band was or, you know, whatever. What in, in the, the album... That the specific album that we listen to, so um, well the cool thing with like especially with like a lot of the power violence stuff and even for most of the part the stenchcore stuff is pick a fucking album. They're pretty much all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They don't really change that much. Like you're not gonna like one album's gonna sound really good. The next album you're gonna tell that they fucking wanted to get famous, type of thing. True story. So it really will matter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been jamming, um, and uh, I'm gonna continue to jam all this shit because it's all good. Oh, so, yeah, dude. Uh, anything uh, besides Stone Cold, which we just watched, which fucking rules? What have you been watching, man? Well, I watched Stone Cold before yeah. we watched Stone Cold, <laughs> so that was also included because. It's happening some more, but it's basically all just been like <clears throat> biker movies. Cool, cool. like uh, I was popping in uh, Death Wheelers. Fucking went right into Werewolves on Wheels. Oh, killer! Still one of my favorites. Me too, man. Everybody always bitches. Oh, fucking nothing goes on in that movie. I don't, I don't care. Well, there's no werewolves in that movie. Well, there's like two. Who gives a fuck at the very end of the movie? Dude, it's bikers. It's the occult. Yeah, like that's How seriously. How the fuck can you go wrong? That's what sells that movie to it's me. It's like peanut butter and jelly, baby. <laughs> We're gonna smoke weed with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Do a little LSD <clears throat> with the devil. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck, I love that movie. Fuck uh, yeah. Uh, this movie called Savage Dawn came out in '85. I've heard of that. Yeah, like on a biker movie, like biker gang takes over a fucking southwestern United States town. Has fucking um, Lance Hendrickson, fucking William Forsyth, uh, Kennedy. What the fuck's his name? George Kennedy. George Kennedy. He's in it. From uh, Just Before Dawn, Creep Show 2. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking everything. Yeah, he's been Same in everything. Same with fucking Forsyth and really Hendrickson. Yeah, true story. <laughs> Movie's not the greatest. It's not bad, but it's not good. Right. <laughs> but it's worth the watch. Yeah. And then from there, I was like, motherfucker, William Forsythe and Lance Hendrickson were in another movie together. And it's a biker movie. Might as well put Stone Cold in. Right. And see, like, the best, the fa my favorite character that William Forsythe has ever played in a fucking movie, Ice. Yeah. 
It's like the best character ever. He is. He is. Yeah, he's killer. And for those of you who may not know, which I don't know how you wouldn't, William Forsyth was also in The Devil's Rejects. And Halloween. And Halloween. Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, Out for Justice, Steven Seagal. Yep. Which he filmed that while filming Stone Cold. He would film a week of Stone Cold and then go to the set of Out for Justice and film a week there. Yeah, that's what you were saying, and that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, he, he he seemed like he was a little whacked out at that time. <laughs> he was he's been at a couple conventions we've been to, and he looks normal now. But back then, I think he was definitely fucking partying hard, man. Because he, he he's just got that rough neck fucking dude. I would have partied with fucking William Forsyth in like '92. Yeah. That would have been a good time. You would have been fucking ended up underneath a fucking Buick <laughs> somewhere. And he'd be fucking cooking breakfast, and you're just on the front lawn passed out with one shoe missing. <laughs> that dude just seemed like he could fucking throw him back, man. Next time, mind your own business, honey. honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking killer, man. He's like a dude, yeah, and... There's movies I've seen him in where I didn't realize it was fucking him. Right. Like, he's one of those people who kind of is... It's it's easy for him to totally change the look. There's some people, they grow a beard and not have a beard, and you could totally tell either way it's the same fucking person. Yeah. With him, like, from not having a beard to having a beard, you, it looks different to me. Anyway, short, long hair, he looks completely different. Like, I've seen him in movies where I'm like, wait, was that him? <laughs> Someone right. had to be like, yeah, we'll enforce it. I'm like, wait, he was in that? Yeah, and the weird thing is, like, with Stone Cold and Out for Justice, is in Stone Cold, he had long hair and shit and a beard. And then in Out for Justice, he had slick back hair with a mustache. See, I wonder how they fucking did that, because I, I read that he was going week to week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And he has, in Stone Cold, he's full, he has that fucking beard the whole goddamn movie. He does. But he's like clean shaven and out for justice with just a mustache. And he's a bad motherfucker in that movie. He really is, man. He's fucking tweaked out on drugs, just fucking killing people at random. But, yeah. There was this band years and years and years ago I used to listen to, and the intro to their album was fucking William Forsyth from The Devil's Rejects when he's in the mirror, and he flicks the cigar at the mirror, and he's like, Come on, motherfucker. What you got? I am the arm of G... Or however he fucking... I don't know. It was like the whole intro. It was pretty fucking... Pretty intense, man. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? But, um... Yeah, man. You been watching anything else? No, that's pretty much it. That's it? I've been watching... I've been watching guys on motorcycles. Oh, well. <laughs> fucking nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, me? I uh, The other day I watched I Dismember Mama. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I threw that in. Um, I bought it at uh, Cinema for five bucks. It's going for like forty now, so that's kind of a cool thing. Um, and, and you know the cool thing is it has a sticker on the back that's got the wood grain finish with the imprinted like numbers where they categorized it at a video store. Yeah, but it's like like a wood grain finish, old school sticker on it. It's fucking rad, dude. Um, two nights ago I watched Slumber Party Massacre three. From 1990. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I did a double feature the other night. Uh, Just Before Dawn and Return of the Living Dead. 
Um, and I want to say that's all the fuck I've been watching. I watched The Howling not too long ago, but that's about it. So, just a few movies there. Um, oh, I did watch uh, Conan the Destroyer. I just was in, in a couple Bruce Lee movies, actually, too. Um, I forgot. I watched The Chinese Connection, and I watched Enter the Dragon and Way of the Dragon. You can't go wrong with the Bruce Lee Chuck Norris fight. You just can't. Right. It's fucking legendary. It's the stuff legends are made of. Fucking breaks Chuck Norris's leg. He broke his fucking leg, man, in real life. Fucked him up. He deserved it. He did. He was arrogant. He was an arrogant motherfucker. But he had just won the American Kickboxing Championship at that time, and that's how he got chosen for the cast. Yeah. So he was coming off of a pretty high note there, and he was young, really young. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching, man. So Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, just little hodgepodge of different things. Um, anything else you want to add, man, before we get into this fucking 1985 classic? I don't think I have anything. I don't either. I don't know. Let's give a shout out to uh let's give a shout out to James. Just to give a shout out to James. Let's give a shout out to James. Creepshow Studios. Creepshow Studios, which is now Oh yeah, dude, I forgot. Midnight Drive. Wow, he's changed that like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Midnight Drive Studios. Yeah, shout out to James uh from Midnight Drive. Slash Creep Show Studios. Man, yeah. Good friend of ours on the show. Random shout out. Random shout out. Yeah, just, hey man, how you been? Hope you hear this. I still got the masks that you made me. And uh, I'm pretty stoked about them. So, this episode, we'll be talking about the 1985 slasher, The Mutilator. Also known as... Ball Break... Fall break. And from what I understand, before we really get into it, there was a Blu-ray release. Mm -hmm. And it has on the inside of the packaging, the fall break artwork, and it was called fall break. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have the VHS, so I'm... Yeah, the uh, initial theatrical run, it was under Fall Break, and then it got changed to the Mutilator for the home video. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, the Blu-ray includes that. It's like a... Almost like a mock poster, or maybe it was the real poster. They had a poster for it. Okay. Because it got released in theaters as Fall Break. Fall Break. Um... I, there's nothing about this movie that I don't like except for maybe the acting. Acting's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> as much as everyone jokes about that theme song, yeah, that it, it just doesn't fit. And I know I, I've read something about that before. I can't remember. It sounds like it would be the intro to an 80s family sitcom. Yeah, like fucking Too Many Cooks. Too many cooks, family <laughs> fucking ties, something, but it it it, it clashes a little bit with the uh, 
substance of the movie. You know what I mean? Uh, but this movie um, came out at a weird time. It was in between the golden age of slashers, and it was before the uh, second wave of yeah. slashers. So it was like right in the middle there. And uh, it's we got plenty of gore. There's plenty of it, but you got to wait a while to get to it. I mean, you yeah, you do, but even with like the not great acting, which honestly, it's not even so much the the main cast. It's just like some of the offshoot stuff. Like the biggest one I can think of that's horrible is like I feel like it's the, uh, the added scene. I feel like they added the scene in when he goes to when they go to the uh, party store. Yeah, on the way to the the beach house. Yes, and then they add the second scene in like those college kids. Buying a second six pack, yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's all awkward, and they just I feel like, like they both are looking at the camera the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty awkward. But like, yeah, like the 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 kids, like the college kids, like yeah, that's just normal shitty acting. That scene was just like I feel like they just got like two people off the street. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> yeah, Buddy Cooper all day was like, hey. We want to put you in a movie. Buddy Coover, man. He made it happen. Yeah. Because a, a, a good chunk of this movie seems like it'd be like an 80s comedy. You know, like, not the very beginning, but once they fucking actually get to the... Uh, Sorry. Once they get to the beach house? Yeah, once they get to the beach house and all that, you know, and what, when they're at the bar and all that shit. Yeah. You know, it just seems like it'd be like an 80s comedy, kind of. Like That's what the fucking theme song feels. That's what I'm saying. Like, I swore I read something a while ago that it was originally written as something else. But I... I tried I I tried refining what I read and I couldn't so maybe I'm just fucking had had a fever dream, fucking dreamt it. I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. Because everything I've read recently was saying that it was written as what it was. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It it's like two different movies to me with a really weird theme song. It plays well. It does. If the theme song plays well, I mean, to in the okay. So let's just we'll just start. Okay. (laughs) The beginning scene where like the fucking kid accidentally kills his mom, right? And then dad comes home and like fucking backhand the shit out of him, and then sets up mom with the note, and then like pours whiskey in the dead mom's mouth. When the cops are pulling in, and that's all like a weird, like what, like surreal, like what the fuck? Yeah. And then it clicks into them at the bar and fall break. Yeah, the song <laughs> kicks in and shit. It's like what the fuck, man. But uh, shout out to the natural light cans that they had. Yeah, they were drinking natural light, and those old school uh, cans look pretty cool. Um, but the cast. I like the main 
the main dude. I don't care for the guy in the green sweater though. The 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 funny guy. I hated one person. And was it the blonde kid? In the fucking the one who gets the fucking uh, trawling motor to the fucking yes. Fuck that guy. Now fuck him. He. I hope he's dead. Now, before we go on, I had a feeling for some reason that you did not like him. And this was not pre-planned. I just randomly guessed that the guy that you can't stand is the one that got killed with the boat motor. Yeah, I hope he's fucking dead. I hated that fucking guy. Just all, all Everything down to the way he talked, like everything about him as a character. And then... I was reading something and like I guess like a whole the whole cast and crew got along well like to the point where even they were done filming their characters they stayed on set instead of leaving just to kind of like be supportive of everybody else just hang out. Mm-hmm. That dude, when if he wasn't filming, he was at the beach working on his tan, and then as soon as he was done filming, he just fucking left. So he seemed like a douchebag anyway in real life, and he acts like a douchebag in his professional life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sounds like a douchebag. And he had the single most weirdest, cheesiest kill. No, him dying. Not even the kill. Like, he's got the fucking boat motor to the chest, okay? To the chest. Yeah, but so, the way he... The, yeah, it's him dying. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the way he portrayed dying. Like, he's like, oh, and he's like, Duh. But then the motor ends, and it's just him going, it's pretty bad. It's like seriously ten fucking seconds, and it's like what? That that was like a viral thing on YouTube of the worst death scene ever. Yeah, it's it has to be in there. Yeah, it was. I've seen it. What about his line when they go into the fucking pool, and she's like, "What's that smell?" He's like, "Oh, it's the chlorine." Yeah, it'll it'll kill the herpes. Yeah. (laughs) Like I didn't know you had to. I had to worry about that. <laughs> it's like what the fuck, man. Fucking weird, yeah, that dude. I don't know, man. And he had the bleach blonde hair, you know, kind of a jock. Yeah, he died. I clapped. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love the kills in this movie. Um, there's one specifically. The hook. The gaff. The gaff? Whatever the fuck you want to call it. I call it a hook. I call it a gaff. I'm not a fisherman. I'm not either. I don't go trawling. No. Um, but they actually call it a gaff in the movie. Yeah, I know. So that's why I kind of go with that. But it's a, it's a really big fucking hook is what it is. I wonder at what size does it stop being a hook and start being a gaff? I don't know, but that motherfucker was huge. So I'm, I'm guessing... <laughs> You know, it was about as round as the smallest part of a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> All the way through with a really sharp, pointy end on it. And uh, that, by far, is my favorite kill. Um, just because of the graphic nature of how it went down. It was like, yep, they went there. And it's only on the... Unrated. Unrated black VHS, not the blue one. Yeah, so when this movie got released, Vestron did the VHS release of this movie, and there was two different releases. They released the unrated and the R-rated. The R-rated is the blue 
box. Yes. The unrated is the black box. Yes. FYI, keep your eye out. Not that it fucking matters anymore because Arrow released the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray which has it all. So who gives a fuck about VHS anymore unless you collect VHS? And if you do, you probably already knew what I just said. So does it matter? It doesn't matter. Right. But they wanted to give this movie an X rating. Yeah, we originally got an NC-17 rating. Yes, and they said, no, we're not doing that because it would be kind of like in the same category as pornography. Yeah, back then it was... You know, an X rating, it's like, dude, this is not that type of movie man you couldn't get your movies in the theaters and shit like that if it was unrated or if it had uh the x rating or you were limited in the theaters that would pick it up you wouldn't be able to get your advertisements ran in like newspapers and shit right so it kind of fucked people over by not making the cuts to get the r rating yeah which really sucks but um they they made cuts to it and they got an r rating and then when it was released on home video, it was released in both versions, like you said, um, by Vestron Video. Um, what else? Let's see. Dude, my favorite kill in this fucking movie has to be, uh, I'm going to say the cop. The cop? That's a good one. The only thing I wish they would have did different with that. Because he fucking shanks him in the cheek with the machete. Yes. And then decapitates him with the axe. He should have shanked him in the cheek with the machete and then reached in and grabbed, pulled the machete out and chopped his head off with the machete. Yeah, but the axe was the whole, like, for pro and for show in the movie. I mean, I get it, but it would have made that kill way better. It was the axe that was missing from the wall. You know, it was like, where the, where the fuck did the axe go? Yeah, the axe and fucking the axe is fucking every goddamn kill. It is. And uh, how about the dream sequence when he cuts his son's throat with the axe? Yeah, that's pretty grim, dude. Like that kind of has a creepy vibe to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's a dream sequence, and then they go right to them like hanging out by a fire place and <laughs> laughing and shit. It's like, what the fuck? But, um, yeah. So, okay. I guess Eli Roth was going to name Cabin Fever Fall Break. After this. Really? I guess like an homage to the Mutilator. Hmm. And I decided obviously not to. I found that funny. Yeah, I, I'm i not surprised, kind of. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me. But it is what it is, you know, kind of a thing. But there's only one fall break, and it's the one we're talking about. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, but once, once the movie gets going, and once the kills start happening, and once the dad wakes up, in the like shed or whatever mm-hmm. that's when the movie starts getting really fucking good cause he's like super hungover you know 
doesn't know what day it is. He just knows that he's not happy and that there's like people are gonna die on that day. <laughs> I always took it as he invited his son down there to fucking kill him. Yeah, me too. That's the way I I got it. And like his son just happened to invite his friends, so he kind of had to kill some more people. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because it's almost like he was biding his time. Yeah. Because he, he was chasing his son through the house with a shotgun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he chased him until his son ran away, and then he just put the gun down. Right. But, I mean, he was going to shoot the fucking kid. Then he, like, pulled the wife in and, like, poured whiskey in her mouth. Yeah, which was really <laughs> fucking weird. Had himself a drink. You know, little uh, cocktail there. And it was his birthday, so give him that. And honestly, who the fuck, who who stores their guns loaded? That's I just was thinking bad, the same. That's thing. just bad parenting. Yeah, and what kid doesn't know that you don't clean a loaded gun? Well, what kid is going to know to check to see if a gun is loaded? What kid goes into the fucking gun cabinet? What kid can get into a gun cabinet? That means the dad like left it unlocked. This is irresponsible parenting. Yeah, this is this is terrible. This is the reason that we have locks on. The dad's to blame for his wife being dead. Yes. He should have just like nibbled on the barrel himself. Yeah. His son may have pulled the trigger, but he killed his wife. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> like uh yeah. Because to my knowledge, we never had guns in the house when I was a kid, but oh, there was, there's... Okay, well, I, yeah, I got you. <laughs> You've told me. But to have a lock on the fucking... Where, you know, it's got to be in a secure place. Mm-hmm. This kid had fucking free reign to, like, six shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was I'm like a clean field dad's day. guns. Yeah, all clean by me. Dude, yeah, my dad had fucking... My dad's a hunter. He fucking had a fucking case with a bunch of rifles and shotguns in it. He had fucking uh, different types of pistols and shit. I told you the close call before, right? You did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one where my dad always kept two different pistols in his bedroom. My brother, who is older than me, knew where they were. <laughs> And I woke up one sunny summer day, and it's just me and him home, and I hear him in my parents' room, and he's out, so I'm like maybe 11, so he's like, I want to say 14, 15. He has like both my dad's pistols out, oh. and I pick one up, and me being young, he being my older brother, I'm like, is it loaded? And he says, no. Okay. And it was like a twenty two revolver. <laughs> I cocked it back. <laughs> I pointed it forward. I didn't point it at him, but I pointed it forward. And he was starting to bend down like towards the bed to do something. And he was basically going right in front of where the barrel was. And right before he got to there, I pulled the trigger. Yeah, the fucker was loaded. <laughs> Oh my god. I shot a hole through my parents' wall under thank God it was under the window. 
under the window but through the wall out the house. Like to this day, there is an exit hole oh, on my man. parents' house. Probably missed shooting my brother in the fucking head by like, I'm going to say one to two seconds. Oh, man. Like seriously. Um, we went into panic mode. Well, yeah. He put everything back. And I'm guessing he, because I didn't do it, because I'm still fucking like 11. But I'm guessing he took the empty cartridge and put in a new one if you knew where my dad kept his like rounds. Put all that shit back. Found like spackle. Putty. <laughs> put it in the hole. And I think we couldn't find paint, but luckily my parents had like fucking white walls in their bedroom. And we had white spray paint. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> we just spray painted white. Here's the kicker. That happened when I was 11. My parents didn't know about it until I told them when I was like 29. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you do realize that there's a hole in the house. See, here's the thing. He noticed the hole on the outside of the house, like the vinyl siding. Obviously, exit hole is bigger, even for a twenty-two. It right. makes a bigger exit hole. Yeah. There's so there's a bigger hole. It just so happened that around the same time that that happened, he had to fire somebody at his job, and that dude was like harassing my dad. Like I guess he fucking like came up on my dad at a gas station one night, and my dad had like kind of like threw gasoline at his feet and like pulled out his lighter because the guy was being like super aggressive with him. What? Yeah, so my dad like did that and was like, dude, just get the fuck away. <laughs> so he had all this shit going on with this guy. So he assumed that he happened to come by and like fucking took a shot at the house. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That just lined up too perfect. Yeah. So like that happens as 11. I'm like freaking out like, oh, my God, I'm eventually going to get in trouble for this. Oh, man. I think I was at my grandma's house like one Christmas, like 28, 29 years old. And I was just like, oh, so um, FYI, you know this. This is what happened. And my dad just looked at me. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. I'm like, can't get mad at Eric. I'm like, no, I'm not fucking long ago this was. This is just something to just laugh at now. We're not dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, time has passed. <laughs> time heals all wounds. But yeah, but all his other like main guns and stuff, they were like in like locked cabinets. Everything was locked out. That's the way you're supposed to do it, I thought. My know? brother was just a snooper. Yeah. And I was a kid. <laughs> right. A curious kid. A curious kid. Well, I mean, fuck, man. Your little your like older brother has like guns and you're like, Oh, guns. I've been around guns my whole life, so I didn't think anything of it. But I also thought, like, if I asked my brother if something was loaded, <laughs> yeah, he would give me a good answer. Yeah. That fucker was loaded. But, uh, yeah, so I, as far as I know, <laughs> as far as I know, that's the way it was supposed to be. They were supposed to be secured and locked up. Yeah, man. Dad's fault. Yeah. So he's to blame for the... Blame the dad. Blame the dad. But either way, he's pissed off, and he's going to kill a bunch of people. Also a different time. Yeah. That was, like, what, in the 60s? Yeah. Early 70s? Yeah, something like that. When, like, that was supposedly? Mm-hmm. Did locks even exist then? I don't know. 
Maybe not. I don't think locks exist. No, nothing was locked up at that time. No, people didn't even lock their doors. Because they didn't have locks. They didn't know what a lock was. You said lock? They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What's this word? Yeah. What's this word you're using? Crazy, man. I don't fucking know. That was back when like Kmart had fucking rifles just chilling. You know? I worked at Kmart, and we had a gun section. Yeah, I know. I remember it. I worked at Kmart. I sold I sold rifles and shotguns to people as, like, a fucking 18-year-old. They had ammunition in-house? Oh, yeah. Oh, boxes of. I actually got a... I took a couple uh, 12-gauge slugs and made them into plugs. Really? Yeah. I, like, cut them off, cleaned everything off, fucking coated them in something. And it had like plugs of like a uh, shotgun shells. No the shit. The base of a shotgun shell. Oh, that's sweet. But uh, yeah, it was just a different time back then, I guess. <laughs> there was no locks on the fucking cabinets. Um, but yeah, as far as this movie goes, man, I'd give it a fucking eight out of ten. Uh, the gore is plentiful. Yeah, yeah, gore's good. The gore is really good. The kills are really good, uh, and then the ending when they're in the car, and he's like cutting through the roof. Yes, that's pretty intense. And then she burns his hand with the fucking cigarette lighter. That shit's fucking legit, man. Fucking gets him, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, his skin fucking peels up and shit, dude. They fucking like. They basically uh, sever him. Yep. And then you think he's dead, and he fucking hacks a dude's leg off? Yes. That dude whose leg got cut off, he uh, went and seen the movie in, like, New York. And he was just walking out. Uh, chick working behind the concession stand recognized him. And was just like, hey, how's your leg? Really? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That's like the time uh, Steve Dash... From uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, went into the hospital with a fucking machete in his shoulder. Oh yeah, when he Whatever. got he got fucking injured. Yeah, and uh, he had the prop with the machete through the shoulder, and everyone at the hospital was freaking out and shit. <laughs> yeah, didn't they rush over thinking it was that? He's like, no, 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 it's like right my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He walked in with a machete in his shoulder. He's like, no, my hand is fucked up. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> They're like, oh my god! But uh, he, he, you know, he passed away. I think I did see that. Like three weeks ago, two weeks ago. You got to find my picture with him. Yeah, I took it, and he yelled at me. Yeah, he's like, you got to take it, take it this way. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just take the picture. He's like, see, that's directing. <laughs> that was fucking awesome, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely, uh, I don't know. I, I only fucks with the uh, unrated version. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of this movie because it has the gaff kill and because the gore is all in there and intact. Yeah, they didn't cut shit out. If I Everything's could, there. Yeah, yeah. If I could find the blue box, I would get it just to have it. But I got them both. I watched the unrated only. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, there's no reason not to. I used to have the blue box um, years ago. I got it, like, for 25 cents at a fucking, I don't even remember, like, Gibraltar or something. Yeah. Back before the whole craze of, like, VHS happened. And uh, I don't know what the fuck happened to it. But, 
Yeah, it's a good movie. It's it's fucking killer. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. Dude, what I didn't know still existed, which I knew uh, I knew when he first opened it up, the mutila- uh, mutilator shop on Instagram. Yeah, like 2016 is when they started like that page, and it was like all stuff that Buddy Cooper had in the oh, warehouse. Yeah, and shit. I remember Lewis saying something about that. Yeah, and I just assumed that all the stuff was sold out. Blah 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 making the posts leading up to this they liked a few of them I was like oh shit Mueller Shep's still around so I went on in and started like scrolling through scroll all the way down where everything's at and they still have stuff listed like at least the pictures of it soon sold out but there's a post like a little ways up that says if it's still if the image of it is still here it's still available so they still have like original one sheets seven inches of uh, fall break EP really fucking uh Props and shit from the movie. Like, oh, not so wow. much props, but just, like, clothing that, like, characters wore. Right on. Um, trailers. Like, original 35mm trailers. TV spot trailers. Um, reels of, uh, uh, just, like, goof reels. Oh, gag reels? Yeah. Like, shit like that. Like, fuck-ups. Yeah. They still got, like, a bunch of sweet shit left. No shit. Like, press books. Fucking the Are they out of the tape? Original book that was like sent to when they I guess showed it at a, some film fest. They never. Uh, I don't think they had the VHS posted. Hmm. And if they did, it's not there anymore. Yeah, they probably sold out of those. The Fangoria where they talk about Fall Break. Yeah, I'm like, and they're all at like really decent prices. I'm like, fuck, dude, it's still available. I was like, kind of pissed I missed out on like the Fall Break seven inch. Hmm. But I think it's still available. As long as it still holds up, holds true to, as long as there are pictures of it, it's still there. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Fuck yeah. Mutilator Shop on fucking Instagram. Check them out. They got a link to, like, their Facebook page. And I guess they're, they're basically everything is just, like, throw a message to us on the Facebook page and what you want, and you can even have it signed by Buddy Cooper. That's sick. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Okay, well, um, if you want to drop us a line, yeah, you can hit us up on our websites, burnofferingpodcast.com. Instagram, it is uh, burnofferings underscore podcasts. I know I keep forgetting all this shit. <laughs> Email is contact at burnofferingspodcast.com. Uh, Facebook is burnofferings underscore horror podcast. And Twitter is underscore burnt offerings. Drop us a line. Hit us up. Yeah, hit us up, man. I'm slowly updating our merch. We've got new stuff coming in. Hopefully be here next week. And then I'm going to restock some more shit. Not even, not even really just restock. It's going to be new, new designs, new everything. So, Cool. All right, man. Keep your eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Yep, we are out of here, guys. All right. Take it easy. Yep, see ya. Thank you.